Chapter 6 of The War of Antichrist with the Church and Christian Civilization. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The War of Antichrist with the Church and Christian Civilization by Monsignor George F. Dillon. Chapter 6 the Illuminism of Adam Weishaupt. But the Illuminism of Lyon was destined soon to have a world-wide and ineradicable hold on the masonry of the world by means of an adept far more able than Saint-Martin or any of his associates. This was Adam Weishaupt, a professor of canon law in the University of Munich. I shall detain you a while to consider this remarkable individual, who more than any of the atheists that have arisen in masonry, has been the cause of the success of its agencies in controlling the fate of the world since his day. Had Weishaupt not lived, masonry may have ceased to be a power after the reaction consequent on the first French Revolution. He gave it a form and character which caused it to outlive that reaction to energize to the present day, and which will cause it to advance until its final conflict with Christianity must determine whether Christ or Satan shall reign on this earth to the end. Voltaire's will to do God and man injury was as strong as that of Weishaupt. His disciples d'Alembert, Diderot, d'Amilaville, Condorcet, and the rest were as fully determined as he was to eradicate Christianity. But they desired in its stead a system with only a mitigated antipathy for monarchy, and which might have tolerated for a long time such kings as Frederick of Prussia and such empresses as Catherine of Russia. But the hatred for God and all form of worship, and the determination to found a universal republic on the lines of communism, was on the part of Weishaupt a settled sentiment. Possessed of a rare power of organization, an education in law which made him a preeminent teacher in its highest faculty, an extended knowledge of men and things, a command over himself, a repute for external morality, and finally a position calculated to win able disciples, Weishaupt employed for fifty years after the death of Voltaire his whole life and energies in the one work of perfecting secret associations to accomplish by deep deceit and by force when that should be practical the ruin of the existing order of religion civilization and government in order to plant in its stead his own system of atheism and socialism he found contemporary masonry well adapted for his ends his object was to extend it as far as possible as a means of seducing men away from Christianity. He well knew that Masonry and the Church were in mortal conflict, and that the moment a man became a Mason, he, that instant, became excommunicated. He lost the grace of God. He passed into a state of hostility to the Church. He ceased to approach the sacraments. He was constituted in a state of rebellion. He forfeited his liberty to unknown superiors. He took a dreadful oath, perhaps many, not to reveal the secrets then or at any after time to be committed to his keeping. 
and finally he placed himself amongst men all of whom were in his own position and in whose society it was possible and easy for the astute disciples of weishaupt to lead him farther on the road to ruin weishaupt's view then was first to entice men into masonry into the lowest degree a great gain for evil was thus at once obtained but a man though in masonry may not be willing to become an atheist and a socialist for some time at least he may have in his heart a profound conviction that a god existed and some hope left of returning to that god at or before his death he may have entered masonry for purposes of ambition for motives of vanity from mere lightness of character he may continue his prayers and refuse if a catholic to give up the mother of god and some practice of piety loved by him from his youth but masonry was a capital system to wean a man gradually away from all these things it did not at once deny the existence of god nor at once attack the christian dispensation it commenced by giving the christian idea of god an easy and under the semblance of respect an almost imperceptible shake it swore by the name of god in all its oaths it called him however not a creator only an architect the great architect of the universe it carefully avoided all mention of christ of the adorable trinity of the unity of the faith or of any faith it protested a respect for the convictions of every man for the idolatrous parsi for the mohammedan for the heretic the schismatic the catholic by and by it gave in higher degrees a ruder shock to the belief in the deity and a gradual inducement to favor naturalism this it did gradually imperceptibly but effectually now to a man who meditated the vast designs of social and religious destruction contemplated by weishaupt masonry especially the masonry of his period was the most effective means that could be conceived in its midst therefore he planted his disciples well versed in his system these consisted of three classes each class having subdivisions and all of which were high degrees of masonry the first class of illuminati was that of preparation it consisted of two degrees namely the degree of novice and that of minerval the minervals formed the great body of the order and were under the direction of certain chiefs who themselves were subjected to other agencies invisible to those instructed by themselves weishaupt instructed the teachers of the minervals to propose each year to their scholars some interesting questions to cause them to write themes calculated to spread impiety amongst the people such as burlesques on the psalms pasquinades on the prophets and caricatures of personages of the old testament after the manner of voltaire and his school it is surprising with what exactitude these minervals follow out the instructions of weishaupt to this day at this moment in london under the eyes of the lord chancellor pamphlets with hideous woodcuts ridiculing david the man after god's own heart are weekly published one of these which was handed to me in a public place had a woodcut representing the meek monarch of judea with a head just severed from a human body in one hand 
and the sword that did the deed in the other another represented him amidst a set of ridiculous figures dancing from this we can easily judge that illuminated masonry is at work somewhere even in london and that the masonry in high quarters is blind to its excesses exactly as happened in france a few years before the french revolution now these minervals if they manifested what the german masons call religionary inclinations might indeed receive the first three masonic degrees but they were not to be further promoted in illuminism they were relegated to the rank and file of masonry who were of use in many ways for the movement but they were never to be trusted with the real secret the teacher without seeming to do so was ordered to encourage but not to applaud publicly such blasphemies as the minervals might make use of in their essays they were to be led on seemingly by themselves in the ways of irreligion immorality and atheism until ripe for further promotion and evil progress finally in the advanced grades of illuminated major and minor and in those of scotch knight and epopt or priest they were told the whole secret of the order as follows in a discourse by the initiator remember he said that from the first invitations which we have given you in order to attract you to us we have commenced by telling you that in the projects of our order there did not enter any designs against religion you remember that such an assurance was again given to you when you were admitted into the ranks of our novices and that it was repeated when you entered into our minerval academy remember also how much from the first grades we have spoken to you of morality and virtue but at the same time how much the studies which we prescribed for you and the instructions which we gave you rendered both morality and virtue independent of all religion how much we have been at pains to make you understand while making to you the eulogy of religion that it was not anything else than those mysteries and that worship degenerated in the hands of the priest you remember with what art with what simulated respect we have spoken to you of christ and of his gospel but in the grades of greater illuminism of scotch knight and of epopt or priest how we have known to form from christ's gospel that of our reason and from its morality that of nature and from its religion that of nature and from religion reason morality and nature to make the religion and the morality of the rights of man of equality and of liberty remember that while insinuating to you the different parts of this system we have caused them to bud forth from yourselves as if your own opinions we have placed you on the way you have replied to our questions very much more than we did to yours when we demanded of you for example whether the religions of peoples responded to the end for which men adopted them if the religion of christ pure and simple was that which the different sects professed to-day we knew well enough what to hold but it was necessary to know to what point we had succeeded to cause our sentiments to germinate in you we have had very many prejudices to overcome in you before being able to persuade you that the pretended religion of christ was nothing else than the work of priests of imposture and of tyranny 
if it be so with that religion so much proclaimed and admired what are we to think of other religions understand then that they have all the same fictions for their origin that they are all equally founded on lying error chimera and imposture behold our secret the turns and counterturns which it was necessary to make the eulogies which it was necessary to give to the pretended secret schools the fable of the freemasons being in possession of the veritable doctrine and our illuminism to-day the sole inheritor of these mysteries will no longer astonish you at this moment if in order to destroy all christianity all religion we have pretended to have the sole true religion remember that the end justifies the means and that the wise ought to take all the means to do good which the wicked take to do evil those which we have taken to deliver you those which we take to deliver one day the human race from all religion are nothing else than a pious fraud which we reserve to unveil some day in the grade of magus or philosopher illuminated segur le secret de la franc-maçonnerie page forty nine the above extract will serve to show you what manner of man weishaupt was and the quality of the teaching he invented his organization for the perfection of which he deeply studied the constitution of the then suppressed society of jesus contemplated placing the thread of the whole conspiracy destined to be controlled by the illuminati in the hands of one man advised by a small council the illuminati were to be in masonry and of masonry so as to move amongst its members secretly they were so trained that they could obtain the mastery in every form of secret society and thus render it subservient to their own chief their fidelity to him was made perfect by the most severe and complex system of espionage the chief himself was kept safe by his position his long training and by his counsel it thus happened that no matter to what office or position the illuminati attained they had to become subservient to the general aims of the order weishaupt after being deprived of his professorship in bavaria found an asylum with the prince of coburg gotha where he remained in honor affluence and security until his death in eighteen thirty he continued all his life the chief of the illuminati and this fact may account in large measure for the fidelity with which the illuminati of the revolution the directory the consulate the empire the restoration and the revolution of eighteen thirty invariably carried out his program of perpetual conspiracy for the ends he had in view it may also account for the strange vitality of the spirit of the illuminati in italy switzerland germany and spain and of its continuance through the illuminated reigns of nubius and palmerston the successors of weishaupt to our own day this we shall see further on but meanwhile we shall glance at the first step of weishaupt to rule over masonry through his disciples this was by calling together the famous general council of freemasonry known as the convent of wilhelmsbad End of chapter 6